0: everyone welcome to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by i want to thank you all for tuning in and for listening to the show and supporting us in the way that you have um it has been and has been and is today an amazing journey that I've had the honor of taking with all of you out there. We've had times where we've connected on air uh, about different points that you were at in your lives. Some of you were you know, struggling financially, others were struggling with horrific health conditions. And as we talked over the years and continue to talk, I was always amazed by how all of a sudden these kind of strange symptoms, these kind of strange effects of health started to show up. Whether you called in with ALS, fibromyalgia, uh, or many of the other things we'll talk about today. What I didn't understand, and, and I'm from New Jersey, by the way, what I didn't understand was the connection or possible connection between some of the health conditions you've shared and Lyme disease. And the reason that I think I didn't understand it is because up until recently, you couldn't get the truth. You couldn't get it. You couldn't get the treatment for it. Many people weren't talking about it. And by the way, it's just a little tick bite anyway. Well, we're changing that now. We're changing that in this show. I'm honored. I'm thrilled to uh, have joining me here today uh, two people that know a lot about this, uh, so much so that they have been deeply involved in the movie that is going to be screened at Bastyr uh, Bastyr University. And I will tell you about the dates in that. The film is under your skin. It has won numerous awards, finalist Tribeca Film Festival, Best Socially Conscious Film, official selection, Silver Docs Film Festival, official selection, Mill Valley Film Festival, official selection, Rhode Island International Film Festival, but it's much more than that. And today, I am honored uh, to have joining me here today, Andy Wilson, who... uh, (laughs) who has got out there and has made it his job to tell us about this and Jordan Fisher-Smith. You're going to hear Jordan's story. You're going to hear about uh, the book that he has written. And you're going to hear about what action you can take today, regardless of where you are. And so as we embark on this full hour, I want to make sure that you know this is a show where you can dial our toll-free number at any point in time, and call in, and we'll get your question on air. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Producer, director, cinematographer joining us here today, uh, Andy Wilson, as well as this incredible author, Jordan Fisher-Smith, we're talking about Under Our Skin. Thank you both for joining the show.
1: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be with you. Thank you.
0: I, I really need to start at the beginning with this conversation. And I, please, thank you for doing this film. Thank you, uh, Jordan, for telling your story. Um, I watched this film several times. I've I've been involved in finding out as much as I could. I made a request that we have these conversations with you because, honestly, I've never seen anything like this, nor have I heard of the difficulty and the pain of the people that cannot get properly diagnosed. And I want to ask each of you, what challenges, what obstacles have you had to overcome in producing and getting this word out there, what challenges have you had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
2: Well, I'll start with that. As the filmmaker, this is Andy Abrahams. Work hi, in. Andy. Um, hi. And, um, you know, I think as a, as a filmmaker, as an independent filmmaker, the number one challenge is financing. Um, and um, I was pleasantly surprised be- because um, people um, were, were almost... Um, throwing money at this project because it just shows the depth of the need for it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's untold numbers of people...
0: based on what I've seen about the film, you have, it, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, you know, Andy, thank you. Uh, and, and Jordan, how about, how about you?
1: Well, I think uh, the first thing for me was that uh, I, at the time that I was first approached by Open Eye Pictures to, uh, for them to come and film, I was, doing, I was on book tour with my book Nature Noir. intimate they they were soon to come to my home to film my family and then follow me as i made this transcontinental journey to see my uh, doctor in new york one of three national specialists i was seeing to try to get over this disease that was in the process of taking my life away from me and i soon learned to trust andy wilson and his company and their ethic of seeking the truth and listening carefully and their ethic of respect to the both the patients the doctors they interviewed, and pretty much everybody concerned. So that was sort of the first thing for me. And I I stand in a kind of reverence for Andy's uh, moral and ethical fiber and the way he approached everybody uh, that he talked to in this film.
3: It is absolutely,
0: uh, it is a fierce, it is a beautiful film. It is a truth-telling film, uh, and it is a gut-wrenching film at the same time. I think I went through just about every emotion possible, but what I was left with at the end was hope and so today we're going to share with you uh what this film is about what is the most important aspects of this film of lyme disease that every one of us should know about and what action can we take i want to i want to ask the question uh about lyme and i want to get right to the conversation and it has to do with uh, this being some, some call the epidemic of our time, and yet totally misunderstood. How was it that you, each of you came upon this? And what is it that we, what should we know right now uh, in looking at Lyme and looking at the challenges?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing that I'd like to say is, is I, I think it's, it, it's vitally important to debunk the myth Mm-hmm. And um you know we're we're working against a lot of um, cultural myths about Lyme disease um, and um you talked about the challenges before, and one of the major challenges that I didn't mention is is um is just that how do you get people to believe
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, because people think they know you say Lyme disease, oh yes, yeah, we know about that it's caused by a tick, people get um tired, they get achy joints um um, or you get, um, oh, yeah, Lyme disease, it's, it's the disease du jour, it's the thing that um, um, hypochondriacs or, or malingerers get, and, and it's pretty much um, known that it's, it's all in your head. So, um, you know, and, and, and one, of, one of the challenges, well, how do we, how do we get the, the general public to take this seriously? How do we get policymakers to take this seriously? Um, and, um, especially when you've got a, a community of people who are really sick and you have an illness mm-hmm. that actually does affect people's cognitive and neurological abilities. So people might even look crazy or sound crazy. Um, so that was, that's a, a major challenge. And, and, um, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the people who came to us were women and, um, there, I think, this does touch upon uh, the issue of sexism in our society uh, a lot of the women are, are told that it's it's uh, you know they're hysterical or they're um, depressed or they're it it's seen as, as a, a, a problem of, of um, women mm-hmm. in midlife crisis right and you know that's a whole other sort of issue that needs to be addressed is sort of the descending um, uh, um, patriarchy of our medical establishment and I think that's why it was so important that we that we found Jordan because he doesn't fit that stereotype right and he's a he's a ranger he's not somebody who easily would be prone
0: Exactly. We're going to take a short break right now on the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Under Our Skin, a movie that we're talking about, a film that we're talking about, a film of the heart. Andy Abrams Wilson joining us here today, as well as Jordan Fisher-Smith. When we come back, we will hear Jordan's story and what really are the numbers? What are we talking about when we say epidemic? We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about money and medicine today, as well as what you can do. We'll be right back.
4: Now you look more beautiful, beautiful.
5: And the day- Donate excess weight and maintain your ideal state of health or create the kind of relationship you've always wanted. With HUNA, you'll discover how to eliminate disempowering beliefs by using self-empowerment tools. The HUNA Prosperity Weekend will be in Los Angeles October 4th and 5th. Join Matt James December 13th and 14th in Seattle at the HUNA Prosperity Weekend. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com to register. This incredible workshop is only $95 for a limited time. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. A-House invites you to a glorious weekend retreat in Tampa, Florida.
6: Meet more than 30 of your favorite authors for the inspiring, uplifting I Can Do It Conference coming to Tampa this October 3rd through 5th. Join Wayne Dyer, Sylvia Brown, Caroline Mace, Colette Baron Reed, John Holland, Marianne Williamson, and more for a weekend of spiritual discovery and great fellowship. It's the I Can Do It Conference for life-changing good times. See details at ICANDOIT.net. The year 2012, and the great shift of the ages. The biggest story ever, and the clock's ticking. Tired of all the doomsday predictions? Jack Alice has written a blockbuster novel, Infinity's Flower, showing us a vision of the new world, and the vital role we play in creating it. Find out how at www.infinitysflower.com. That's infinitysflower.com. the owner or manager of a struggling small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself and now he'll show you how to do it too. Visit SmallBizSherpa.com or call 206-505-9752. That's SmallBizSherpa.com. Small, B-I-Z, Sherpa.com. Be sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways. Visit the DrPatshow.com and register now.
1: There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk,
6: 1150
4: AM.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to make sure that you're listening to the show and you have the website so that you can find out more about the film Under Our Skin. It's more than a film. It's more than a film. It's a conversation. It's a call for action. It's a place where those of you that are listening to this show that have been diagnosed with the mystery disease or with probably the most horrific of diseases on the planet. This may be a way for you to shift, get some help, and get some information. I am so thrilled that I have been able to have this conversation with Andy Abrams Wilson and Jordan Fisher-Smith. And Jordan, a forest ranger, pulled out an embedded tick, brought it to his doctor. He did. This man had the tick! And was worried about contacting Lyme disease. He even had the tick. And you're going to hear his story about what the challenges are. But I want to say this. The courage it took to make this film, the courage it it has taken for the doctors you will see in this film that took action pretty much against the standards of the 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 traditional medical profession the doctors that went to court suspended licenses but the results are what talk true jordan andy thank you for joining the show today
1: we're happy. Well, thank you people. for having us.
0: I'm thrilled. I want to take a minute to make sure that everyone knows here that uh, there are screenings of this film, by the way, at different parts of the country. And I want to make sure that for those of you that are listening in the Seattle area, uh, that you also know that this uh, film will be at Bastyr University. And we have been running some information so that you know exactly about that when it is and when that's happening. And so I want to make sure that you know that this is a phenomenal phenomenal way for all of us to get educated and informed i believe the screening at best is october 3rd and i want i want you to mark that down october 3rd jordan andy jordan i would love for you before we get into the, the other segments that talks about the medical profession and much more i would love for you to share your story because i mentioned you found the tick
1: yeah, you know, I, I am sort of a classic case in that um, I was a park ranger for 21 years. And to put this whole thing about Lyme disease, I guess I should say for those of you that just tuned in what Lyme disease is. Lyme disease is a bacterial infection that you get from a tick bite. And the tick that you know, on the West Coast here that causes it is common both in forested areas and brushy areas and also in people's backyards and gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a very sort of usual creature. Uh, but, of course, some people live really from, you know, uh, a box of drywall and, and lumber into a steel box that they drive to work, and then they live in a, in a building. And more, some people have less contact with all that green stuff than others. I happen to be somebody that had a lot of contact with it. And the fact that my case wasn't immediately clear is, to me, a kind of indictment of what's wrong with the medical system right now. And because I was pretty much classic, I'm a park ranger. Uh, That put me in the kind of group for Lyme disease that, say, um, uh, people were who were using IV drugs in uh, in major cities in the early 80s would be to HIV. Mm -hmm. I was the high-risk group. Secondly, I knew I'd been bitten and removed the tick myself and took it to the doctor because we rangers had received a little card in our, in our mailboxes that said to do that, that said to report tick bites and take the, the tick to the doctor. My doctor, however, um, said to me, well, you know, this is a very rare disease, and only 1% of the ticks in, in Northern California have it, and so it's just not really going to be a problem for you, and we don't really need to test this tick. Well, the fact was that at that very moment, the county health department had been doing tests in the park where I was working and had found that 4 to 11 percent of those ticks carried Lyme. And, uh, and had the doctor just called the health department, which is a sort of standard thing that a doctor might do in the case of infectious disease, he would have found that out and he might have taken this thing more seriously as it was he didn't and he also said you know these are dirty animals they carry a lot of little infections you're going to get some redness around the bite don't worry about it i went home and i had a uh, round uh, pink rash around the area of the bite and i I took his uh, advice and didn't worry about it until over the following weeks i became absolutely more tired than i'd ever been in my life i mean i was just it was an effort to do anything and i was a pretty robust guy Uh, i was a park ranger that was doing rescue work and law enforcement. I I competed every winter in the police Winter Olympics. I mean, I was a physical specimen. And this thing, in a matter of weeks, reduced me to an old man. And uh, so I went to see a second doctor in my hometown. And uh, that fellow uh, recorded in his notes that I'd been bitten by a tick and that there'd been a a red rash around the bite. And then he gave me a single blood test. Uh, And that test is the most likely... Uh, the one that you're most likely to get from your family physician if you report a tick bite okay. it is unfortunate that it's only sixty percent accurate
0: mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. and so what did the te- what did that test show for you?
1: Well, the test showed negative Right, and Th- that, that
0: you didn't have of, it you know, yeah, you didn't have it
1: Well, no, I did have it, but right. that test is now known as phenomenally inaccurate. <laughs> right. Well, however, it, it's not known
2: <laughs> as phenomenally inaccurate. I should say that problem. it's
1: known by by people in the field right. of Lyme uh who have a more a more serious assessment of Lyme as a national epidemic to to be inaccurate, but your average physician trusts it just like any other blood test. Anyway, uh, that was the end of the inquiry about Lyme. And the interesting thing is that he also noticed at the time and recorded in his notes that I had a swollen spleen. Uh, and I said, well, why is that? And he said, I don't know. But here's a prescription for Prozac. And I said, what's that for? And he said, you're probably just depressed, which is why you're so tired. Mm. Wow. Well, I went home and I just had a gut feeling. I mean, I didn't feel depressed. I felt exhausted. Uh, my outlook on life was pretty good. And I, I other than this, this sudden, Illness. I, yeah, you know, I thought I was a pretty happy guy. And uh, time went on, and I found myself increasingly disabled. And by the second year, I woke up one morning, I couldn't feel my hands. And for a fellow who walks around in remote areas by himself with a badge and a gun on, that was the beginning of the end of my career. Wow. Uh, you can't tie a rescue rope and hang off a cliff if you can't feel your hands mm. in the dark, and you can't. Uh, do law enforcement patrol if you can't feel your hands. And coupled with the, the phenomenally bad fatigue I was feeling, that was the countdown to my eventual retirement on a medical disability from rangering. It got worse. Mm-hmm. I started I started forgetting things. I'd forget to pick up my children from school. I would uh, forget where everything was. I would uh, I. I and, and that got worse and worse until it reached its peak. One day I was driving home from my office, and I didn't know how to drive home. Wow. Uh, th- I was, I'm sorry.
0: This is, Jordan, this is, and, and I want to say this to everyone, that you, Jordan is sharing a little bit of what you'll you'll hear about and you'll see in the film. This is real stuff. Andy, you got to film this. I wanted to ask you. What made the light bulb go on for you to take this on, and what was it like to have this conversation with Jordan and with Mandy and the other people in the film? How did you and how did you keep it together?
2: Ah, <laughs> um, let's see. I guess I'll start with how did I keep it together mm-hmm. because um, I was witness to a lot of suffering, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, I the empathy and compassion that's involved is something that I think is, is part of who I am and part of who I want to be. Um, so I, to, to some extent, it's, it's, it's the way I, I live my life. But, um, you know, I literally interviewed over 100 people, and the story that Jordan just told you is, is while, it, while it's unique to him, it is, it is not unique. You, time after time, you hear very, very similar stories about about people with people people's experience with Lyme disease and it is truly um, it's devastating not only what this, this uh, illness does but also the uh, social aspect of the disease and the medical aspect that you are not taken seriously that it is dismissed that you have an experience that's very true to you that um, is not seen by other people um, so I, I was hearing these stories time after time and I needed to keep it together um, because I needed to make the film
4: mm-hmm. and I needed
2: to do justice to those stories. And I think it was one time, uh, maybe a couple of years into the project and we were reviewing uh, an initial rough cut of the film. And um, um, There's one part in the film where um, we actually uh, visit a memorial service for people who died from Lyme disease, right. and that's another issue that, that needs to be um, um, discussed. Is, is the, the myth is that this cannot, this is not a fatal disease, but right. it can be a fatal disease mm-hmm. if it's not treated. And uh, so I watched this um, segment and um, in the editing room, and I just broke down in tears, crying, and, and it was very surprising to me, and it was surprising to my editor, because I've never, I don't think, shed a tear or um, had any response. I mean, while it was very um, uh, emotional to, to witness these stories, um, it, it, it was, I think it i think it was bottled up for so long and so many years that, um, um, that this just triggered it, and, mm. and it was an important release. to happen and it shows that I was a a human being.
0: Right. After all. Well, we're gonna talk more about that. I'm so thrilled to have Andy Abrams Wilson joining us here today, along with Jordan Fisher Smith. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about the many faces of Lyme disease, meaning what does it show up as? And what do you think the infectious disease people in the state of Washington would say if you walked in and you said, Hey, I think I have Lyme disease. I'll share that with you when we come back.
6: Check out my website, formulaformillionaires.com. Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine, the Bay Area's premier magazine for holistic, alternative, and complementary health. Tampa Bay Wellness informs and inspires you about choices and opportunities for a more balanced, healthy, and happy life. You can find Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine at over 700 locations in the Tampa Bay Area or online at tampabaywellness.com. Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine is the natural choice for physical, mental, and spiritual enlightenment.
3: Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code... Dr. Pat. That's D R P A T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com.
0: I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's
3: 206-523-5522. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details.
1: Don't forget, this is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, we're really able to just scratch the surface with this conversation uh, today, but it is the beginning. There is lots of information on the website under our skin. Most importantly, I would say to those of you listening, please, if you're in the Seattle or Washington state area, make sure you get to the Bastille screening of this film on October 3rd. If you are in other parts of the country, there's a listing of the screenings that are available in different parts of the country, whether that is in California or South Carolina or Pennsylvania or Connecticut, um, New York, you name it. These are there. And I believe that in Massachusetts, those of you that are in the Boston area that are listening to this show, and by the way, this show is broadcasting Cape Cod, which I think both Jordan and Andy will talk about. You may want to get to a screening. I want to thank you, uh, Jordan, Andy. Thank you both for joining us here today. I want to get to some information for our listeners. And then, Jordan, I want to pick up your story again. Andy... Some of the statistics on the, the rise of Lyme disease, actually phenomenal. I would like you to talk about that as well as talk about, you know, what some of the faces are of Lyme disease. What kind of other diseases does it show up as?
2: Okay. Um, well, the rates are really um, um, uh, unknown. Um, it goes from a, a problem that, uh something that that that's not a problem mm. to it's the fastest growing infectious disease in the country. And um the official C D C which collects um data on, on on these things um says that the Lyme disease incidence is about uh twenty thousand people per year. Um but they acknowledge that that this is a low number that because of um low reporting um or inaccurate reporting, that the numbers may be up to 12 times higher than that. And that makes it about 200,000 per year. And that makes it far higher than the AIDS rate, um, which is about uh, thirty to 40,000 per year. Um, so just at that level, it's a, it's a, it's a real epidemic that needs to, pay, to be paid attention to. Um, physicians working in the field, the community-based physicians who are working day in and day out with this with patients with this illness, will say that even that number is 10 times off, mm-hmm. so it could be 2 million per year. Um, so we're talking about um, uh, a very, very large um, percentage of, or of, of a relatively large percentage of the population. It doesn't mean everybody who has this, um, who's been infected will get sick, or will get very sick, mm-hmm. um, but um, it's... The definitely the numbers are much, much higher than than, band. and that's because um, the reporting is not mandatory in every state, and physicians don't know how to look for and um, diagnose the illness. Um, one of the things that it's com- you asked about, um, uh, common misdiagnosis. Yes, exactly. It's often misdiagnosed as fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, MS. ALS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, and even autism. So, um, you know, um, we need to know so much more about this disease, and physicians who are on the front lines treating patients especially need to, to know more.
0: And let me ask you this question. There are some, since we're talking about myths today and busting through them, and that's what this film does, um, I, I, you know, there are certain conversations that one can have. For example, Jordan, not everybody uh, gets bit by the tick and, you know, pulls it off and sees the rash. I mean, it, you know, if you live in a place where this is pretty much and I'm from New Jersey. I, I lived on five acres in New Jersey. I, I, I mean, you know, we pull the ticks off the dogs. Uh,
1: yes. I mean, the, the, in fact, one of the more virulent uh, uh, forms is, is, uh, is the nymph or the, the larval tick. And these, these young ticks, when they first come out, are so small, you know, they're like a poppy seed on a bagel, but they're not black like a poppy seed is for the most mm-hmm, part. They're mm-hmm. sort of almost semi-transparent. So if somebody's bitten by a nymph, the only good luck they could have is to get the rash that I got that my doctor didn't take seriously. But then again, um, up to half the people who get bit by these ticks don't get the classic bullseye rash. You'll hear about this rash of concentric circles of pink and pale that is so classic. And uh, so, so yes, you're right. So many people who are out in the outdoors have been bitten and don't know they were actually bitten like I did. And that's a real problem. So if you're looking at a patient who comes to you, if you're a doctor, family doctor in Salem, Oregon, or Redmond, Washington, or, uh, or Vancouver, British Columbia, and somebody comes to you and they look like they've got fibromyalgia, and you forget to ask them, have you been hiking? Mm. Why, that's the beginning of a whole diversion in their medical history that could take years to get back
2: on track.
0: So let's talk about the film that is coming up and that people will get to see. And and, and for those of you listening, uh, I want to make sure that you know that uh, we're, we're giving you sort of the bird's eye view of this. The film uh, takes you on the journey, the journey of Mandy Hughes uh, and others in the film, Dana as well. But it also takes you on the journey to, uh, you know, when you look at Dr. Joseph Jemsek and Dr. Jones and other people that have been treating Lyme uh, with methods that actually work and what kind of persecution they've come under i want to take a minute uh both uh, andy and jordan to stop for a minute and talk about this because it's not just asking the right questions and it is like you said then it's finding the doctors that will actually treat this
2: yes well yeah you put your finger on it this is a real conundrum so it's not just a question of patients not being able to get, to get proper diagnosis, but it's also not being able to get tr- proper treatment, and not just because the knowledge is not there, but because um, uh, where the knowledge is, physicians who do have an understanding of how to treat this disease are coming under attack. Um, and um, there's several inst- instances in which um, doctors um, are reprimanded or lose their licenses for treating this disease, um, we show two cases in the film. Uh, Dr. Jones, who's the world's leading uh, Lyme pediatrician, he's based in New York. Um, he's 79 years old and um, spends basically his, his, his entire um, life um, treating and helping children with Lyme disease. And um, his practice is um, uh, uh, under threat of... of um, He's, he's he's basically still uh, um, being persecuted and could lose his license, and this is something we cover in the film. Um, usually what, what happens is um, physicians, are, they're, they're charges that are not necessarily related to Lyme disease mm-hmm. or, um, um, because the CDC... And the, and the IDSA, which is the Infectious Disease Society of America, their guidelines are used as guidelines, but by law they're not, um, they don't need to be followed. So what they're used by insurance companies to deny treatment, um, but um, they're, they're um, basically um, their suggestions. The doctors, they do, they do acknowledge that doctors need to take their own clinical judgment into mind. In working with Lyme disease patients, so what's happening is um, often there are cases where um, there's a dispute between a husband and a wife, and and the husband wants to get custody of the children or wants to get back at the wife and claims that the wife is going to a quack doctor, um, or it's some some other kind of or or um, uh, over diagnosis, over prescription of antibiotics. Um, well, if I, if I could just say this for a moment, mm-hmm.
1: uh, a number of those complaints about the doctors in questions have, have come from the insurance companies who would have to pay the bills yeah. if this diagnosis and it's sometimes long and very expensive treatment were honored. And um, I think, you know, for me, you know, and I've been in this world now for a decade and I never intended to be there. But uh, as, a, as a guy who's been sick you know, I have terrible joint pain and I've lost the nerves in my legs, I don't have a feeling in my feet anymore. And, and um, for a guy who's been in that and, and, and read a lot about it, I think w- what we're looking at is just another way in which the American health care system is failing. And I think the American health care system is failing because we've allowed the big money to tell our doctors what we're supposed to have and how we're supposed to be treated for it. And in that environment where doctors can be pressured about their diagnoses for people and then they can be pressured to only use certain less expensive treatments, none of us are safe. And I think that's sort of what happened uh, to a lot of the people in this movie Under Our Skin that we're talking about today is that they were in an environment where the diagnosis of Lyme disease isn't really acceptable to the insurance companies and the HMOs. And my own doctor, the doctor that had so much to do with my cure, And the doctor to which uh, uh, Andy and his crew followed me to New York to see this doctor twice has been run out of business by the insurance companies. Oh, wow. He's finally retired because after twice having to defend his license before the Board of Medical Quality Assurance in New York, he finally just packed it in. That doctor leaves thousands of patients who he's seen over the years without a place to go. And they have to find The the dwindling number of doctors who are willing to risk losing their licenses or, or financial ruin in order to treat these people
0: and we're going to share that about first of all when we come back we're going to talk about how you can get the resources certainly the, the film will will talk to that but more importantly when we come back we're going to be talking about the infectious disease society and what they are doing what they originally said and why this group of docs should be under review stay tuned we'll be right back
5: Questions about romance, work, or health? Get the answers you need at the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th at the Seattle Center Fisher Pavilion, Saturday 10 to 7 and Sunday 11 to 6. For only $12, you can enjoy two days filled with over 80 holistic exhibitors and 60 free lectures ranging from natural health, personal growth, and metaphysical topics. Visit bmse.net for a $2 off coupon or call 541 541- for information. Shop beautiful crystals, purchase quality nutritional supplements, have your future revealed, and much more. From ancient healing traditions to the latest in the holistic world, this Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo will educate and entertain. Dr. Pat will have an all-new lecture at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Come enjoy the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th. Visit bmsc.net. Are you thinking that the job market is drying up? Super
6: Supplements, the region's top vitamin and natural products retailer, is extending its reach and is looking for someone to lead the way. Join a team of passionate people committed to health and well being Super Supplements is looking for the right fit to develop and run their buying and merchandising department. Know someone for the job? Send them to supersubcareers.com. Must have senior level experience within grocery or supplements and advanced forecasting systems experience. Visit supersubcareers.com.
3: Super See vibrational healer and psychic Sonia Choquette live in Seattle. Sonia shows you how to claim and follow your intuition. Plus, she'll answer questions and give powerful audience readings. How to accept your intuitive gifts is an all-new lecture. See Sonia Choquette at the Washington State Convention and Trade Center in Seattle on Saturday, October 18th from 10 to 5 p.m. Seats are limited, so call now at 1-800-654-5126 or visit hayhouseevents.com. Dot .com We Could your small business use an ultimate marketing makeover? Come to the third annual Business Matchmaking Expo, September 26 and 27, featuring nationally recognized inspirational speakers. You might win $20,000 in goods, products, or services. Register at womeninsmallbiz.com or call 206-349-4297. The Business Matchmaking Expo will take you from believing in your dreams to achieving success. The third annual Alive Expo is back in Seattle, Saturday and Sunday, November 8th and 9th. It's at the Linwood Convention Center. Enjoy health lectures, fitness demos, sample natural and organic products, get a free massage, and receive tons of free product samples. Admission is just $10, and parking is free. Go green at Alive Expo, November 8th and 9th, at the Linwood Convention Center. Half-price admission coupons available at thedrpatshow.com or visit aliveexpo.com. This is one event you won't want to miss.
1: Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: back everyone welcome back to the dr pat show i'm your host dr pat facility uh this is a very important conversation it's the first of several that we are going to have with both andy and jordan and perhaps even some of the people that are in of the film the movie under our skin it is a film of courage it is a film of heartbreak and it's a film of hope But most importantly for me, it is a film of exposure. It is about making sure that you have what you need to have a conversation about what some people are calling the epidemic of our time. And so, Andy, Jordan, thank you for joining us here today. Um, I want to make sure for those of you that are in the Boston, Cape Cod area, go to the website Under Our Skin. You're going to be able to see that there are going to be screenings all through your area. Those of you in New York. All of you, even my listeners in Alabama, get on the website, check it out. Uh, for those of you that are in Washington State, Bastyr University, October third, don't miss that. Uh, let's talk about what we should know. You know, this is our final segment here. There are many, many things to know. The film will point that out. But I wanted to ask each of you on your top three things. And if you had only those three things to share with people, what would they be? Andy, you first.
2: Well, the, the, the first thing that I'm going to share is our website again, which is underourskin.com. And I say that because um, um, this is not just a movie. It's a movement. And um, it, it's our intention to, intention to make a difference with the film. Um, so uh, the website has a lot of resources, a lot of information, Way you can use the film in your community, um, and it, we have updates about um, the film. We're planning a uh, theatrical release sometime um, in early spring of next year. So um, we're also selling DVDs right now. The, the what we're calling the preview DVD before we release the official the official DVD with extras and um, um, that kind of thing. So um, I, that is that is the first thing that I want to share. Um, always check UnderOurSkin.com for um, updates on the film. Um, I guess the, the other thing that's, that's important to, to say is, that, um, is, is transmission. Um, I did not want to make a tick-centric film, and that means it's all about the tick. Um, we don't know. We don't know for sure how this... Um, um, back, how the bacteria um, are, tran- are 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 trans- uh, transmitted. Um, the the obvious mode is through the bite of infected tick, but there's also evidence that it that it's transmitted sexually. After all, um, the um, the bacteria are related to syphilis, which is obviously sexually transmitted. It's also been shown to be transmitted from mother to child in utero through uh, um, fetal-maternal transmission. And we also highlight that in the film. Um, so that's very important. It's not just about a tick bite. Some people don't remember a tick bite, whether they had it or not. Um, so we need to be aware of that. Um, the other thing we need to be aware of is that testing is not accurate. And the conventional test that you will probably get if you just go into your your HMO doctor, your uh, general practitioner, is um, not going to be highly accurate. Um, And it's important to find what is called a Lyme literate physician. And um, um, in addition to our website, I would also tell viewers or or listeners that they can um, go to turnthecorner.org. Which is our outreach partner, and they will help you find a Lyme-literate physician. So, I think those are the those are those are the two things that I want to highlight the most.
0: Okay, thank you, Andy. Those are absolutely incredible, Jordan. From your perspective,
1: well, I think I think what's important is that it, if somebody has noticed changes in their health, and Lyme is a multi-system. Uh, potentially chronic illness that affects almost any part of your body from your neurological system, your nerves, your brain, your ability to think and reason all the way down to as I've had such a hard time with the joints, uh, feeling in my extremities, uh, it can cause seizures, paralysis, learning disabilities in children, uh, rashes that appear and disappear, which I had quite a bit in the first years. And so I think if you have a change in your health and it's not being explained adequately and you feel something's wrong, You've got to ask yourself, have you been outdoors? And then you've got to ask yourself, is the CDC's assessment of the risk in Washington and Oregon and British Columbia correct or up to the minute? And I guess I'd have to say that in a world where you can put your uh, golden retriever uh, in a crate in an airplane in Connecticut in the morning and be staying the weekend with friends in Redmond uh, uh, eight, eight hours later, The question of how much Lyme there was in Seattle uh, in 2002 almost becomes irrelevant. The question is how many people have it now? Mm -hmm. And uh, so risk factors are based on, can only be based on, reporting of cases that happened last year or the year before. The most recent ones we have are from 2006. That's what the CDC bases current risk on. And those risk factors are based on numbers that physicians turn in for cases that they see. But you see, there's an old thing in medicine that's um, an old saying that um, if you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Which Mm. means that for a physician in family practice, the the reason for a problem is most likely to be something that they think is common. And rare things in their eyes are the least likely causes for them. So there's a self-reinforcing problem here where physicians keep seeing what they've always seen and don't perceive uh, new diseases moving in. And yet, the story of our lives in the last 30 years or so has been one of emerging diseases all over the world. There was no such, such thing as HIV when I was a child. We used to drink the, the water in the mountains, both in the Cascades and the Sierra, without worrying about it having Giardia in it. Um, there was no such thing as a Marburg virus, as far as we were concerned. The Nipah virus, Hanta virus, which is carried by mice. So we're living in a world of change. And I think what I would say to people is that if you feel that your health problems have not been adequately explained, make sure that a, that a thorough inquiry is conducted and stand up
2: for yourself in the medical system. Wow. Yeah, and, and you know, I want to add to that. Go
1: ahead, um,
0: Andy.
2: Yeah, something that, that, that this reminds me of. We had a screening yesterday here in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And um, there was one gentleman who, um, in the, during the Q&A, raised his hand, and he said, he said you know, I have a friend who saw this film at its premiere at Tribeca. Now, this this friend was diagnosed with ALS, lived in the Boston area, um, came down just to see the film to New York. Um, He was diagnosed with ALS, and his doctor said he had two years to live. He saw the film. He um, went to a Lyme literate physician and was diagnosed, re-diagnosed with Lyme disease and is now being treated for Lyme disease and is getting some hope. Um, so, you know, this, we're, this is, it, it's, serious what we're talking about. We're talking about potentially saving people's lives. And, um, that is, I, I think that that's the mission behind this is this, if we can save one person's life by giving them more information, then that will be enough. But, you know, we want to save more than one person's lives. We want to, to, um, really, um, um, mm-hmm. create a lasting change, not only, an individual's life, but, um, in individuals, uh, but uh, but in on a, on a on a societal level.
0: Absolutely. And I want to thank you both for joining us here today. Not only are you doing that, but you're also giving solutions to people. And what I mean by that is I know Jordan, your journey cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars when in fact we can go to doctors, get the treatment, and and have our medical insurance cover it. I want to thank you both for joining me here today. I'm so looking forward to the screening in the Seattle area at year But more importantly, there are screenings all over the country. One What if people would like to have a screening? What's the best way for them to do that?
2: Well, again, they should go to underourskin.com. There's information about that um, on the website.
0: And we're going to continue to put it on our uh, in our newsletter. It is going to have a featured uh, a place on our homepage, and we're going to continue to get this word out. I want to thank you both and thank all the people that had the courage, Andy, to have you film them, to take their stories out there. And Jordan, I want to thank you for not giving up.
1: Well, uh, I want to thank you for not giving up on your listeners. I see the public service that you're delivering on this radio show of yours, and I'm just I'm grateful for it.
0: Well, we're going to have you back because there is a part two to this.
1: All right.
0: And, you know, the part two is, you know, what potholes do you step in and how do you know you're in them and how can you get out? What if you're actually bitten? Ten years ago, but it doesn't show up. All of these can be addressed through this film and the work that Andy and Jordan are doing. I'm Dr. Pepisoli, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. This is a profound, profound opportunity. I hope that you heard something here today that will save your life or maybe the life of a friend. I know I have a friend that I'm taking action about today. We'll see you again next week.